0: afternoon. Uh, This is Dr. Paul Wendy. It is Thursday, January 13th. This is the Intrinsic Value Wealth Report uh, radio. So um, our second edition, after having taken a a break for some few months, um, and we're trying to get back into the uh, the pace, into the groove with this. Um, So I want to start out um, with a little discussion of the January 6th events, you can read about them, uh, you can read our commentary on that um, in the January 11th um, issue of the Intrinsic Value Wealth Report Newsletter. Um, but I'm gonna summarize it for you a little bit here as well. The commentary actually comes from reflections that Ray Dalio, uh, who many of you may know, is the founder and manager of Bridgewater and Associates, which is the largest hedge fund in the world, actually. And um, Ray uh, Dalio is a very, very smart fellow, um, has a large, large staff. I just heard recently that the uh, Federal Reserve has a staff of about 900 economists. Uh, Ray Dalio has a staff of about 1,500 people. Now, I'm not sure all those are economists, but I think probably a good number of them are. In any event, he's got a very large staff of very smart people um, that help him compile his uh, macroeconomic, global macroeconomic forecast. So here's what Ray Dalio has to say about the uh, January 6th events. Um, By the way, he's not taking a political position and I'm not either. Um, But uh, as I said in my commentary uh, on the January, in the January 11th issue of the newsletter, um, January 6th is just a few days behind us now, but partisan divide represented by this event and the strides that divides all of America on this and other issues continues with no end in sight. Uh, The conflicts that divide America should come as no surprise according to Ray Dalio. Um, And I set the the source uh, for that. Um, And what he said is that, uh, quoting Ray Dalio now, I hope you will take this one year anniversary of the January 6th events to reflect on what caused them and where we seem to be headed. The events didn't come out of the blue. They were clearly emerging from years before as an extension of a pattern. that has happened many times in history due to causes that are essentially the same as those that caused January 6th. Um, And, Uh, He goes on to warn that by connecting the dots back through time, we can see the causes and effect, Uh, we can uh, see the causes and effect and imagine where we could be headed. We can see that the order we have assumed would never change, could change in profoundly disruptive ways. Uh, And he makes a very, very good case for that. I am currently reading his book, um, a new book, just was published in November, called Principles for Dealing with the Changing World Order. Why Nations Succeed and Fail. Highly recommend this book um, to everyone to read. Um, you're going to get some different and, and very profound, I think, uh, perspective on where we are in the, um, uh, uh, the world order, um, the entire global landscape and where the U.S. Um, uh, fits in that. Um, as I mentioned, I think he's Ray Dalio is uh, certainly yeah. worth listening to, uh, given his... Um, you know, stature of his position as manager of the world's largest hedge fund. Um, he has, again, a large staff of people that are helping him uh, with his global macroeconomic forecast. And that's basically what Bridgewater Associates does, is, um, is does global uh, macroeconomic forecasting. Um, and he studied the, uh, the history of the world nations and so forth going back at least 500 years. So again, highly recommend that, that read. Um, that kind of segueing into uh, uh, our own economic analysis, um, which we are currently updating. Um, so I don't have a lot for you right now, um, probably in the next couple of weeks. As you know, that's a key part of what we do with the Intrinsic Value Wealth Report newsletter, as well as what we try and cover in these podcasts. Um, but because it's been a few months since we've really formally written about things, uh, I'm doing kind of a re-review of, of everything. We certainly keep track of things on an ongoing basis, but I'm trying to get a really comprehensive picture to present in the newsletter and in these podcasts. So that's um, that's under review. But just a real quick thought on that is, you know, the um, uh, the U.S. economy and the global economy has been affected by many things, The uh, is being affected by many things. The pandemic, the high inflation in the United States, the labor uh, imbalance, supply chain problems they are a global problem. And so, um, you know, again, we'll summarize these in a little bit more detail in future newsletters and future podcasts, but um, things are are, um, not good on a global economic basis um, and haven't been for a while and seem to be actually in many cases getting a little bit uh, worse. So more on that later. Um, By the way, um, as part of our our review of the economy um, and the models that we use to do that, I've written a paper <clears throat> uh, called "The Value Creation Theory of the Economy," and uh, this is pending publication with an academic journal. I won't say which journal um, just yet, um, and so, uh, but we'll be talking about uh, this this concept of the value creation theory of the economy. In future podcasts and in the newsletter, but it takes a, a position that it's it's um, which what we really want to be doing, uh, not just the U.S. economy but all economies around the globe, large and small, um, and this has always been the case. Is you want to make these economies more prosperous, and um, uh, there's several key factors to that. Uh, productivity is is a big one. Um, the a central premise of the paper. Is that it is businesses which create economic activity and sustain it and keep it going. It actually starts with the entrepreneurs, and the entrepreneurs actually include uh, managers. So it's not just when we think of entrepreneurs. Sometimes we think of uh, you know Steve Jobs or someone like that in their garage creating um, you know computers or whatever they're doing, uh, very innovative things. And certainly that's that's a big part of it. But entrepreneurship actually in the in the classical study of economics, really does include um, management. But the, the central, uh, probably the central point of the paper of the study uh, that I completed the value creation theory of the economy it's really businesses that create that, that start that, um, the chain, the, the economic engine, if you will, start it and keep it going. Um, and it's, you know, we need to, to help businesses and help that process. We call that capitalism, by the way, uh, in this country. And um, so we need to encourage all of that. Again, more on that as we, as we go through um, uh, other uh, newsletters, other wealth reports, <clears throat> as well as these podcasts. Um, so more of that coming down the road, but it, it fits right in with also our economic uh, forecasts and, and you know, viewing the world, the global economy and the US economy in particular, And if we're doing a good job of of creating that value, um, you know, using the things that business do really, really, really well, there's, you know, part of the the observation on this is that, at least in the last year or so, we have tended to be penalizing businesses more in in all kinds of different ways, more regulation, uh, higher proposed taxes, um, and a whole lot of other other factors, which again, we'll uh, discuss in future episodes and future newsletters. So we need to kind of, I believe, refocus on on businesses as being the driver of economic growth and prosperity. So again, we'll cover that uh, as we go forward. Um, From an investment standpoint, um, one of the things I didn't like about the previous round of the previous series of investment discussions in the, the podcast before we paused on them was I sounded like a broken record um, and I'm gonna sound a bit a little bit like that same broken record today because really it is the way to invest and, and so I'm just going to give you the overview you'll probably hear me say this time and time and time again um, uh, because it's, it's true it's really the way that you should look at investing so you should look at investing from a long-term perspective uh, by the way we'll look at a at a, some people that have done a really good job of of uh, compiling long term investment track records. One person in particular we'll talk about down the road um, has one of the best uh, long term track records. Actually beat Warren Buffett because uh, he's even a little bit longer term investor than Warren Buffett. So we'll we'll talk about him. A pretty unheard of guy. Uh, so that that'll be down the road. But you know the the idea of long term investing um, is is one that that. You know, really is, is um, probably the best way to look at investing, the best way to approach that subject. So, again, I'm going to sound a little bit like a broken record. If you go back to <clears throat> February or so, the last time we, uh, <clears throat> we talked about um, um, uh, investing in one of our podcasts, it's going to sound pretty much the same. Here it goes. So, if you are in the market, and by the way, part of our thinking on this is that the market is very overvalued right now. Um, and has been, again, for quite quite some time, especially given the economic backdrop, backdrop uh, that we're in. Um, so I don't encourage people to stay out of the market, but I certainly don't encourage them to jump back in in any kind of a big way. So if you're in the market, you know, if you, if you have an investment program, stay with it. Um, in every Intrinsic Value Wealth Report newsletter issue that we publish on a weekly basis, there's a section called the, value, the, the Intrinsic Value Wealth Creation Pyramid. It's down at the bottom of the uh, of the newsletters, and uh, highly encourage you to look at those um, on a periodic basis, because it covers the nine areas that you should consider uh, investing in, things like stocks, real estate, um, and uh, and some others. So on, entrepreneurship actually is is one of them. I do encourage everyone to uh, start a business, as I always tell my students and others. Um, you know, I encourage everyone to start a business, but don't give up your day job until. Uh, until the business works, just pause to uh, drink a, some of my Coca Cola here. Um, so, um, yeah. So, so take a long term view on your investing. Uh, don't jump back in. Don't jump into the market in a big way right now. Don't the the F O M O fear of missing out. Um, people tend to do that. They see the market going up a lot. They think, oh my gosh, I better jump in. And usually, when that happens, that's usually a good sign that you're at the top of the market. So, you know, don't fall into that trap. Um, So if you have an investment program, stay with it. If you don't have an investment program, do start one, but start in in a little bit of a way. Being disciplined in your investment approach, that is putting a little bit of money in every period of time, whether it's monthly or quarterly, um, weekly, you know, what have you, um, that's important to do. And just, you know, start that and keep that, uh, that going um over your lifetime. In the intrinsic value wealth report, not the newsletter, so IVwealthReport.com, that's kind of the academic side, the uh website I put together uh some years ago for the classes I teach and my students and others, just to kind of educate people on on various things from economics to investments to finance and, and so forth. Um but in there there's a lot of good material on you know starting investment um uh portfolios, starting investment planning, and so forth. And again, we'll cover those as we go forward in these, um, in these podcasts and in the newsletters. Um, <clears throat> the Intrinsic Value Wealth Report newsletter, <clears throat> excuse me, that's, may- maybe this, um, that's maybe how you got to this. That's uh, maybe how you got to this podcast. Um, uh, you know, ha- has other investment ideas and so forth. Um, that is a subscription-based uh, newsletter. Uh, you can get in for as little as a dollar. Um, uh, and, and that's okay if you only want to put a dollar in. fine. I, the idea is just to pay what what you get out of it. but you know pay the amount that you that you think it's worth. So uh, if it's only a buck, that's fine. It helps us defray the cost of uh, of you know publishing the newsletter. If you want to put a little bit more, that's always welcome. Uh, completely your choice. So um, again, I you know, I, I think that you know, start an investment program. Um, stay with it. Don't jump in right now. Look for the long term and we'll 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 talk about some of these investing ideas going forward. So there you go. I guess it's probably like a, a broken record. That's what I was saying some months ago last time we uh, we all talked together on this podcast. I do want to kind of conclude with a <coughs> me, I'm talking too much today. I do want to conclude with a little uh, personal story, I guess. Um, this just happened to me in the last uh, few days. Um, well, it actually goes back much, much further than that. But the subject of this, the topic is really finding one's roots. Now, I grew up in a little town, actually not too far from where I, where I live right now, a little town, um, the little town of Oceanside, California. Um, back when I was born in Oceanside, um, it was really, really small. It's grown quite a bit now, but it's still a pretty, you know, it's still a pretty little, small little town, little community. Um and you know, as a youngster, I wasn't particularly interested in my my roots, my family. Um, but we did go visit um my family and I. We went and visited my grandfather up in LA a lot because he was uh, very elderly. He was in his late 80s and 90s. I think he was 95 when he passed away. Um, and that was when I was very, very young, by the way. Um, and so I don't remember a lot about him, but I you know it's funny because. I remember a lot about the neighborhood that, that he lived in. Um, you know, I learned to do a lot of things. I learned to, to ride a little, I had a little, my, my parents bought me a little metal car. Uh, you know, now we see them, they're plastic and they have motors on them, but this was just a little one that you, you pedaled. And I remember riding up and down the sidewalk. Um, there was a house on the corner of this street, um, two-story house, and uh, family lived there and they had you know, young children about my age. And I saw my first Frankenstein movie with them uh, in the black and white. And um, so anyway, I remember that, that neighborhood a lot, but then you know, my, my grandfather, when I was quite young, passed away. So I, um, I kind of lost track of it. Always over the, the years, always wanted to go back and visit the neighborhood, but I had no idea except that it was in LA somewhere <clears throat> where it was. Well, recently I was going through a storage unit Excuse me, one second here. So recently, I was going through um, a storage unit I have, and found a uh, a book that had what I believe is the address. Uh, I looked at it on Google Earth. It looks like it kind of recalls what the neighborhood that I uh, that I recall it being. And so, I'm going to go up and visit um, that that area and see uh, see if it looks familiar to me from. I don't want to say how many years ago, but it was a lot of years ago when I was just uh, a youngster and up in that neighborhood. And the kind of the part of the reason, a big part of the reason I'm telling you this story is because I think it's important to go back to our roots. Um, so I'll say a couple more things on that in a few minutes, but let me finish up my story here. So um, so that that's a trip that's yet that, that's coming up is to go see uh see this neighborhood and see if it really is where they uh they lived. I mean, some part of my family lived there at one point in time, and I I think that was probably Uh, the one when I was growing up. Now I did, I have an uncle on, so this is the grandfather on my mother's side. I have an uncle um, who I never knew. Uh, He passed away long before I was born. Um, But he was actually um, very um, prominent in a uh, religious movement of the 1800s called the Holiness Church Movement. He was the pastor of the first holiness church in Pasadena. And... um, we actually have a book that he, had, he and his wife had written. Actually, it was his wife that wrote the book, um, but he got all the credit because, you know, back in those days, it was published in 1910. Um, it was the men that got the credit for those kinds of things, um, and so. But it was actually, um, it was actually uh, his wife that wrote the book. Well written book. It was actually an, an edited book, so there were many people that contributed to it. Um, And uh, it's a fascinating read, fascinating history of early California. The book is called The History and Reminiscences of the Holiness Church in Arizona and Southern California. And it really is a good history of of California and Arizona, Southern California and Arizona uh, back in that time. Uh, Again, the the, the parts that my, um, I guess she'd be my great, great, great aunt or something like that wrote were just beautifully written. And so... I did, um, several years ago, now they were up in um, Pasadena, um, I did, did find their address, a letter that I found uh, from, uh, from, you know, um, well, a letter that was written to my, my aunt, she was actually my cousin, had the address, and I did find that, knocked on the door, the, the people that live there, very gracious, wonderful people, um, if you're listening to this podcast, uh, thank you again for your hospitality. We went in, we talked, they showed me around the house. It was kind of kind of fun. Um, now many of you people listening probably know your, your history and your roots very, very well. I, I didn't. Um, my father died when I was 17 years old. And that was long before I was interested in, in my history and my roots. Um, went into the army after college, um, you know, ran around Germany, um, got married, um, came back home. My mother passed away shortly after that, so never really had a chance to explore any of my family roots other than just what i kind of heard growing up and and had you know vague memories of. So this is kind of exciting for me, and some of you may be in the same boat. Some of you may know your history and your roots very very well, and and um, so if you do know your history and your roots, that's great. Uh, just stay with it, pass it on to your kids. If you don't know, you know, try and try and find out some things um, about your your uh, you know your roots. Uh, And there's (laughs) ancestry.com is particularly good uh, website uh, for doing that. And I think there's some others as well. I've not really looked at ancestry.com that much a little bit, but um, I think it's, uh, I think that's a a good, good thing to do. So let me see. Uh, So anyway, my uncle's house uh, up in Pasadena, got a chance to visit that uh, with the the wonderful hospitality and um, that the, the family there living there now showed me and, they had some history I didn't know, and I had some history they didn't know about the other place. Um, well, I think, that's, um, I think that's probably the main things I wanted to share with you on that. Uh, again, kind of just a little personal story of mine. But the takeaway because um, as you all know, I'm a university professor, and uh, I've taught high school, too, over the years. And actually, I've taught just about every level from uh, elementary school, uh, kindergarten, all the way up through uh, through doctorates. and. Uh, and so I always just try to pass along things to people, which I think are, you know, um, interesting and, and good things to do. But that's, that's what I really encourage is, is look at your roots, uh, try and find out some things about your, your background. Even if you know a lot about your background, you might be surprised when you look, find out some um, long lost uh, family secrets. So um, that's it for now. I'll update you when I go visit the, uh, the house in L.A. I don't know if I'll knock on the, on the people's door. Um, I may, I may not, Uh, but anyway, it'll be fun just to kind of see the neighborhood and I'll uh, give you an update on that in a future uh, podcast. Well, that's it for now. Um, Have a good week. Uh, We will talk to you um, next week, next Thursday. Bye for now.